Welcome to the Hoops and Huddle podcast. I am Malika and he is... I'm Brandon. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, Malika. It's really dope. I think we're going to have some good conversation today. We're getting into towards the end of the second round. So uh, heading into the Eastern and Western Conference Finals, it's looking like it's going to be some some surprises that many of us didn't expect to see at the beginning of the season or mid-season. Uh, but I'm glad to be here. It's really dope doing this. So how are you? I'm good. I'm excited. This week we have Chris Barnett from Hoop Spaces. Um, you can find him on Hoop Spaces on AMP. I met Chris when I used to sit in his rooms on Clubhouse. I happened to stumble on his room, NBA on CH on Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And his voice was so inviting. The conversation was so dope. I just sat in that room. And one day I went on stage and... Hey, here I am. It wasn't right. for Chris, I wouldn't be podcasting. Once with Chris, I wouldn't be hosting space. I wouldn't be doing anything in basketball, uh, you know, social or podcasting at all. So I owe a lot to Chris. But welcome, Chris. Um, a Philadelphia 76er fan who is not in yep, any yep. Sixers group chats. Um, welcome. To, <laughs> welcome. I got, I got welcome kicked out my last up. one last week. You got kicked <laughs> out? <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'm a Sixers fan, but I, I'm not from Philly. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Plus, like, my level of fandom is a little bit different than theirs. <laughs> like, they, 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 they blood. <laughs> I'm over <laughs> here like, y'all know we're going to lose, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your level of raw, uh, yeah, you're you're light a little fire inside of those rooms. I know yeah, that. They don't, yeah, they don't, they don't appreciate it. Um, I'm happy to be here. I am. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to be with you, Malika. I'm happy to be with you, Brandon. Uh, a, a serendipitous route uh, to the Hoops and Huddle podcast. I'm excited to, to be uh, a guest. I, I love this. The creation part uh, is beautiful. So so every time uh, you, you do it, and I'm very proud of both of you. Uh, just keep pushing forward. Let's, let's get it. Yeah, yeah we'll get our time and I keep putting Brandon in a um in a headlock when I uh, <laughs> take forever. I take forever to do my little edit to get it to him. And then I have the audacity to go, uh, can you can you hurry up? Like, no, that doesn't work like that. Like he needs time too. So we're getting that down. But um, thank you for being here, Chris. Um, really appreciate it. Now we're recording this uh, right before the second game, um, which is the Suns versus the um, nuggets. So this was right after the route of the Sixers from beginning to end of, of Boston. So we could just start there. Like I said, from the beginning of the playoffs that I thought if the Sixers are going to win, uh, if there was a year the Sixers can win is this year. Um, and it looks like they're getting stronger, you know what I mean? As the playoffs go on, even though they're not a hundred percent healthy, how did you feel about that route? Did it tell, did it, it didn't tell you more about your team than you already knew, right? Yeah, no, I, I, um, it, it really hasn't. It's been a great playoffs, first of all. Uh, it's been a really good matchup with Boston in terms of um, mm-hmm. players. Uh, but what I think we saw tonight was, was, you know, something I've been saying that nobody wants to really have the conversation about. Doc Rivers is a great coach. You saw it tonight. 
Mm. He did five adjustments before halftime. Five. They came. Boston came back in the second half. He did two more adjustments. Like he's starting to micromanage, kind of like Spo, like in Miami, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and he's having good success. And this is not his normal approach to coaching. So it is not as a Sixers fan. I am grateful uh, tonight for the greatness of Doc Rivers and some no. dude named Joel Embiid. Like he's really good at the game of basketball. <laughs> now, <laughs> did you expect, did you really expect, I, I'm actually with you that I believe Doc is a good coach. I don't think he's shown that as often or as consistently as many would have liked. Did you anticipate that they would smack Boston like that on Boston's home court today? So, you know what? I I, I did. Um, so, with a couple of uh, people, one of whom you know, and uh, other people, like, they, they reached out and said, okay. Like, what, what is today's game? Like, are we going to win? And I said, yes. Mm-hmm. There's a caveat, though. It's either going to be close or we're going to blow them out. If we win the first quarter, we're going to blow them out, right? If we win the first quarter, they're not they're not going to be matching your energy. They're not going to be matching, you know, the intensity. You got to go in with that killer mindset and, and end it right then and there. And, and the Sixers did. And they almost gave it up in the second. But then you saw the other adjustment stabilize, and then they built the lead back up. Came back in the third, Boston did. Saw the adjustment, they built the lead back up. So I I do understand that it's not gonna be a popular pick, Mm -hmm. but this is why we made that trade for James Harden. Okay. Right, and and it's it's paying dividends. So yeah, I I did call it. Uh, I I said it was gonna be either a 20 point win or like a two point win or two point loss. I my um you know how I the things I've said you know the intimate effort player and all that stuff in the past but one thing about James Harden you can't deny is the skill um how he has transitioned his game from the Houston um James Harden to which you see and which you saw some in Brooklyn before he was injured and what you're seeing in Philly um you know he can bring out the Houston Harden when necessary as he's shown in this series when um, Embiid was out and he came in and he had to be that number one, he was able to step up. Um, While I, you know, watching him play, you know, like I do enjoy watching him play, you know, when he's fully invested, um, he is one of the top guards in the game. Um, So with Harden and Maxi, I really love what you guys have on the floor. Um, with Paul Reed and then, of course, the MVP Embiid. Um, if you can give, what is you got? What is you guys of Kryptonite? If there was a Kryptonite for you guys or a really bad matchup in the West, first before that, how did they match up with Miami? <laughs> because that's um, face it. And then we gonna get to that 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 series in a minute. And then how do they match up with? Uh, what is the what is their kryptonite in the West? What team? The 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 problem with the the Sixers and the reason why they will always be more readily accepted to to lose is that their kryptonite, their main kryptonite, is something that you don't need a scheme for. It's health, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Going into the play, like understand this: like James Harden is doing this on one and a half hamstrings and thighs. Yeah, like he's not healthy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel Embiid is not healthy. 
Nope. All right, and but who's healthy at this point in time? Most players are. Tobias Harris. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'm but, just like, like, I mean, there, there are players who are like they're all not healthy, but like there are players who are ninety percent. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. Joel's mm-hmm. like seventy. Like they, uh, yeah. it's to the point. It's to the point where they're telling him to walk away from free throws and go back to the other side of the court, so he doesn't have to run down, so he doesn't take any extra contact. Like it's, it's not good. So like the kryptonite is time, and and the more MB plays, the less time we have. Yeah, he hits so, that floor. So. Every you cringe every time he hits that floor. Ooh. Well, he's he's he was actually taught and told to fall like that. Um, so so when he came out of Kansas, he had back issues that were then attributed to, to knee and gait issues. And they, they spent years fixing this. And one of the things the doctors had him train on is how to fall. Like they literally mm-hmm. taught mm-hmm. him how to fall to avoid injury. Uh, and he does it. And about 80% of the time that, you know, people are saying he's slopping, it's a legitimate reason. The other 20% absolutely atrocious slopping. Um, but that's actually something he was taught. Going back to the kryptonite, the other part is if you pack the paint and you force the Sixers to beat you with jump shots, they can go cold. Like yeah. they 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 can go cold. They they will give you a seven for thirty five night, uh, and they won't survive because they they can't get into the paint. So there's 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 a couple of kryptonite answers for you. So how much do you think? Uh... What level of responsibility do, do the Celtics play in this? Because I look at it as they seem to be going dark at critical moments in the games too. Uh, I don't know if it's Missoula. I don't know if it's just Tatum and Brown and I dialed in. I I don't know what I'm looking at. Like, what, what are you saying? Well, Jalen Brown is dialed in. <laughs> He's just not getting shot. Like, I don't know what more to say. <laughs> I, I mean, when when you're supposed to be the 1B, as they say, or the 2, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to get the 50-50 split, but damn. Like, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be you shouldn't be a 2 to 1 here. Mm-hmm. Like, even Giannis and Chris Middleton aren't 2 to 1, and Giannis is like the most dominant player in the league. And mm-hmm. it's still like mm-hmm. 60-40. And that's the problem is is that there is an imbalance and coach Joe Missoula does not know how to fix it twofold. Jalen Brown was given uh, Jason Tatum was given the keys first because he he was deemed to be the better facilitator and the higher ceiling player. Um, second, Jalen Brown has done a poor job developing his game outside of shooting and defense. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so like, if he doesn't have the ability to create his own shot, then he's relegated to a pump and kick or a pump and drive or a shot. That's only three selections. And by the time you're halfway through the game, two of them taken away, right? So they took away Jalen Brown's ability to, to drive, and they took away the pump and kick. So, like, he was just turned into a jump shooter. Every time he drove, he was fouled. He was so out of it, he was missing free throws. So you have that aspect. And with Joe Mazzula not knowing how to solve this this Jason Tatum overload of usage, uh, they, they're they going to be susceptible to these types of losses. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, your how- earlier question, how they stack up with Miami? Um, mm-hmm. 
Miami will pack the paint and and force the Sixers to make their jump shots. If the Sixers can hit them, they'll blow them out. If the Sixers can't hit them, you'll see what Miami's doing to New York. Uh, grind it out, heady defense, and what really saves the day is Kyle Lowry is the sixth man. So that should be interesting next round. I'm already ready for it. We'll see what ha- we'll see what the Celtics Celtics probably has some fight. We'll see them in the next game and we'll see what happens. But this game, I was like, okay, I'm ready for it to see some Nuggets. And uh, how do you see the Nuggets um, Sun series? I feel like when um, when Coach went to the bench for the Suns and he brought in, you know, Terrence Terrence Ross and he started giving some of those guys more playing time. I felt like that gave um, the Suns a little bit, you know, more life and a little bit more fight. He still, you know, you still have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker playing way too many minutes. Saw more life in DeAndre Ayton last game. I think he got tired of <laughs> he got tired of seeing what people were saying about him. He <laughs> saw more from him last game. How do you see this series? Um, you know, like how do you see the series playing out? Um, I I I remember I got yelled at uh, by somebody in a PR department. Mm-hmm. I put a tweet out saying that when you realize the Denver Nuggets are the Dallas Mavericks, <laughs> and and like and then even a couple of Denver Nuggets creators and and reporters, you know, reached out to like, well, what are you meaning here? I'm like, hey, I know you love Jokic. I know he's so great. This is what I want you to do. I want you to put the tape on. I want you to put it on mute. And I want you to listen to the opponent's like radio play, and you swear that you're listening to a Dallas Mavericks game. That's how heliocentric the Denver Nuggets are. Mm-hmm. And if you push them towards that heliocentricity, you can make them predictable and repetitive. And if Jamal Murray ain't going off, uh, then you need Michael Porter Jr. to give you 18 points. And so far, uh, Phoenix has done a good job of holding him. Uh, to bad shots and, and like nine points, 12 points. And that's how they won these last two games. The The biggest problem with the Suns is you are all, you, you are counting on Landry Shamit. Right, <laughs> and the, right. The next night it ain't Landry, it's going to be <laughs> TJ yeah. Warren. This you know, come on now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and you end up asking yourself, um, is that sustainable? And the answer is no, it's not. Like if you're, if your floor for victory is the requirement of 70 points from your top two players playing 42 minutes per game, that's not a good sign. No. Like, it's really not. Can it work? Absolutely. Like, you, you put in arguably the the Swiss Army knife of offense in Kevin Durant next to an already efficient facilitating two guard who now is hyper-efficient because the teams prior to the trade could scheme purely for Devin Booker. They're like, okay, yeah, Mikal, you're going to get 18. We don't care. Oh, yeah, Chris Paul, you know, okay. We just need Booker not to score 34 points. And, and that's how they lost in the playoffs, right? You can't do that anymore. Run, mm-hmm. run a, you, you run a shade, you, they shade a double to Booker, and Kevin Durant eats you up and right. goes like 11 for 14. You shade the double over to Kevin Durant, Devin Booker's got free run to the, the lane. 
you know, he's he's mm-hmm. I think he was like mm-hmm. eight for nine in drives. Mm-hmm. You're not contesting any shots. Mm-hmm. Then when you collapse it, he's hitting you from the outside and the game's over. So if Denver can figure out two things, one, how to make Jamal Murray be a point guard. <laughs> that's what he's supposed to be, to ease yeah. some of the pressure off of Jokic. Uh, and two, if they can't figure out how to basically run a, a 2-1-2 zone to throw in like a kink into their defense, Phoenix is going to get, you know, I mean, there's going to get eight up. Like, you just need to throw the timing off. Disrupt the timing just a little bit. Go 2-1-2. Two, two. Go 3-2. Go 1-3-1 one, one matchup. 2-3 possessions. You don't need it for a whole quarter. You just want to disrupt the timing. Mm-hmm. Get yourself by yourself one possession. Right? You do that, you're going to beat Phoenix. If you give Phoenix every opportunity, they're just going to outshoot you. Mm. Unless Jamal yeah. Murray goes off. So Yeah, so the Jamal Murray piece... Uh, you mentioned make him be a point guard. How much of it is he's just still getting back in his groove, still getting back in his bag, trying to nah, go out none of that? I don't think none of it's, that? Uh, it's everything. Like, he'll say he's a point guard. People will say he's a point guard. But, like, if he is, he's not even running the offense to a Malcolm Brogdon six-man level. Like, he's got basic reads, right? It's read and react. And he's been told to defer to shooting. Some nights he'll give you eight or nine assists, but like he's told to score. Mm-hmm. And then that's part of the issue. If, mm-hmm. if, like, even Emmanuel quickly runs the offense for the Knicks with more control than Jamal Murray does when Jokic is playing, put Jokic off for a little bit, and then Jamal, you know, just by volume gives you the production. But I've never seen anybody be like, man, I really was impressed with how he managed the game. That's a good point. That's a good point. When I look at, um, like we had this discussion on Hoops Faces, I really, I personally enjoy watching Denver play. I've talked to several people who they say, like Sam on Hoops Faces, it's like (laughs) watching paint dry. Um, And I'm a member of a, I am a dual fan, even though that's for life. I'm a member of a Hornets. Uh, See, like you know that you have to qualify that. It's just, it's just not a good look. It's just not a good look. It is what it is. Um, but anyway, they were talking in the group about. I, I just don't enjoy watching the Nuggets, and I was like, "There's too many people saying this. Y'all just have to give him a chance." And um, I, I personally love the series. I enjoy watching the gamesmanship between the coaches. I love watching KD hoop. I, I love watching Joker. Um, I personally love that. I wish Joker, I like, I know Jamal Murray's doing his thing, but I, I would love for, for, I don't know. I would just love to see Joker play with another point, play with a real point guard, maybe play with another play with another type of player because i don't know if jabal murray is what joker needs to get them to where they need to be does that make sense uh yeah no i mean that's that's been that's been my complaint um it's not he's 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 like a better version of cj mccullough right Mm. um okay and and the difference though is cj 
has a point guard mindset. Like he he played point in high school, he played point in college. He was drafted to be a point guard. It was just that Damian Lillard was there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and but he can run. He can run an offense, an effective NBA offense. You've seen it in the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it from Murray. And people mm-hmm. say, "Oh, it's injuries." Like, bro, Bonzo Ball's been injured a lot. When he's on the court, you're like, "That's a point guard." Like, it's 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 not it's not hard to not see. Like, you just have to look. Um, if he were to move on, yeah, I think I think it would actually benefit him. I think part of the issue is he would probably do better in a heliocentric offense with Luca versus Jokic because Luca and him would be able to play opposite sides, kind of like how Kyrie was. And with him being more of a two guard than a one guard, I, I think it would be a better fit than Kyrie. And surprisingly enough, I think Kyrie and Jokic together would be dangerous like i would not want to face that too i would love to see that i would actually love to see that that's the fun i would i would love to see that i love Kyrie, um watching him play so just i'll leave that to myself but um (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) i love watching Kyrie. but i know you know brandon you talked about really enjoying watching joker in in the nuggets um Nuggets play. Is there anything you want, anything else you want to get into before we get to the Lakers? Yeah, I'm actually, when I look at the Joker, uh, I think he's very deceptive from what I see on TV. I've seen him play in person and I saw his speed and his, his quick movements on the block. Like I, I, I did not believe he could move like that until I saw him live. And I was like, Everybody was talking about maybe he shouldn't get the MVP. He's gotten it two times in a row. Oh, it's this white dude. Uh, Joel Embiid should get it. Like, no, hands down, Joel Embiid did a great job. But looking at what the Joker was able to do uh, night in and night out and still produce. uh, And he's a tough guy. Like, he takes beatings. So when you asked about uh, the kryptonite in the West, I would see that as the Joker for Embiid. Not, Not so much... AD. Are oh, they matchups though? The matchups didn't. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I think the Joker is a much tougher guy. He can take the take the beating. He can put some weight and on. Embiid isn't healthy, so that's not, he's not healthy. Well, even like, even if even if he was, like, there's there's a difference here. Like, Jokic is six ten two ninety five, mm-hmm. right? And Embiid seven foot two seventy. They're just just built different. So one of the one of the issues Joel has with Grant Williams is because he's got a lower center of gravity and he can he can wear on you with his body. If Jokic can do that, then it'll wear and beat down. The problem uh, is is Jokic isn't going to get the the volume rebounding if if indeed was healthy. And a lot of the stuff that Jokic does that we don't really pick apart or talk about is based off of his rebound. All right. So if you cut him down from 11 or 12 per game to eight or nine, you're, you're generally saving yourself four to six points. So like matchups are different. And then on top of that, you take off, you take out and beat, you put in Paul Reed, you run him off the floor. Like the, you, you, they would like, he's not going to be able to keep up if Philadelphia would go fast and small. And that's actually probably what they would do uh, more often is run Tyrese Maxey, uh, James Harden, Tobias Harris, Paul Reed and uh, DeAnthony Melton. 
and they would run that in, in, in the times they don't need Embiid and try to just keep running pace and make Jokic tired. But could they score? Sure. Denver ain't stopping them. Mm. Phil we'll doesn't have a better record, a better defense, and a better offense. And when you account for all of the missed games, right? Like if you okay. count for the missed games, mm. uh, they have a better offense. The production levels are actually on par with missing players. Uh, so like a lot of people just see Nuggets as the number one seed, see Jokic, they don't realize, well, they had a worse record than the Sixers. They had a worse record in Boston. They had a worse record than Milwaukee. Yes. You see Milwaukee lose, records don't mean anything, but like we're kind of propping them up for what? Mm. Okay. We'll see. Now we got to get to the Warriors and the Lakers. Um, this series has been really entertaining to watch. Um, looking at the Warriors and and we, we there's been conversations all on the timeline and all over YouTube and and social media about is this the this iteration of the Warriors is this the end? Um, with the Warriors, I just it looks like you're watching that. You know, it's almost like you're watching the end of an era, almost, when you look at the Warriors. Um, when you look at the, but I, on the Lakers side, I think what Rob Palenka was able to do at the trade deadline, he was able to rejuvenate that team um, and get pieces that work with um, his stars. So let's talk, you know, let's get both of you guys thoughts on the Lakers versus Warriors series and who we see coming out of that series. Do we think um, Warriors can really come back and, and win this one, or you think this one is pretty much over? Go ahead, Chris, I'll, I'll Brandon, any of y'all can jump in. No, go ahead, Chris. No, no, go ahead. Um, all right. Uh, I, I, I've been said it. I said yeah, it last yeah. year uh, when I, I, I picked them to win the championship, and I said this is likely the last one you're going to win. And, like, I got laughed at. And I'm like, they're like, Ooh. I'm like, look, man, like, Dynasty's in, but the teams can be very good. But the dynasty's still over. The mm-hmm. only thing that's keeping your mind on fixated being a dynasty is past success, not current success. Future success isn't guaranteed either. Like, we're at an inflection point in the league where we're about to lose an entire generation of players. Mm-hmm. LeBron's 38, Curry's 34, Clay's 33, Draymond's 32. Like, Draymond's the young guy. Bro's got gray heads. <laughs> Like, it's, it's only a matter of time. And, mm-hmm. and what happens is these young players, they take five, six years to get their NBA game. Guess what? De'Aaron Fox found his NBA game. Yeah, yeah. Who's next? Devin Booker found his NBA game for mm-hmm. real this offseason. Yes. Luca, Luca's Luca. Luca's like, Luca. Who's, who's next? There's going to be somebody else. Anthony Edwards? Hello, baby. John Morant. John Morant, you've got five years of of, uh, Jokic dominance in Denver. Memphis with Ja, Desmond Bain, Triple J. Uh, Like, what if Portland pulls off an amazing trade that works off of Portland? What if they end up somehow combining Damian Lillard and Julius Randle, who a lot of people make fun of, who gave you a top six production season, and then all of a sudden Portland ain't ain't a slouch, right? Mm -hmm. What are you going? 
yeah, what are you going to do with Golden State when when you're going to have to either pay that super CBA repeated tax now, uh, or, or or what? Like you're losing. It's just it's time. Nobody loved it when the Spurs started sucking, but they started sucking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bulls. Like, yeah. So so like as long as they have stuff, they have a chance to win. But like to talk about, oh, you're gonna just automatically retool and come back. Like it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Like the Lakers, um, you know, they went through a dark period before they started winning again. So yeah, dynasties end at at some point. It's and it, you just I think, got beat by a team who had D'Angelo Russell go one for ten. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nasty. That's where I'll say when we say D'Angelo Rosso, we say <laughs> still loading. But yeah, but um I got the Lakers beating uh Golden. I think they'll beat Golden State. Yeah, I, I think the Lakers, I, I, yeah. I originally but, picked Golden State, but I, I yeah, writing's on the wall, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think Lakers uh you know, it'll be intriguing to see the Lake whoever the Lakers face between the Phoenix and Denver. I think that's going to be, if the Lakers make the final, that's going to be interesting. Um, I think AD has gotten past that curse of the opposite, the opposite game thing he was dealing with. Um, he, you know, he, 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 he fought through that in the first quarter. So he put that to bed. Um, I enjoy watching the Lakers. I mean, we'll see who the Lakers face um, in the next game and then who we get in the finals. I think it'll be Philly versus, and I think I don't know. Depending on how MB holds up, this is the year for Philly. If Philly can't win it this year, then I, I, you know, then they, you know, then I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I think this is the best year Philly can Philly can win it personally. Hey Chris, I thought that if Philly loses this round and is out, Doc would be on the block. Oh, everybody's gone. Yeah, I, I, I thought that. Yeah. If they if they were to, I mean, if even if they lose the next round in the Eastern Conference Finals, I still think everybody. Oh, okay. okay. Oh wow. Okay. So, like, I'm. Embiid will be 29. Harden is likely not to stay. Right. Yeah, this Houston noise um, is kind of loud. Well, it's not even just Houston. He's going to take the best. He wants to win a championship. If he can't do it right now with Philly, he's probably going to go in the offseason. He's like, it ain't happening in Philly. Right? Like, that's, that's, where the, yeah, that's where the Houston talk is coming from. It has nothing to do with him wanting to go back to Houston. It has everything to do with saying, look, if Philly can't win, if I can't win here, I only got two, three years left. I want to win. Like, that's that's what that is. Um, Miami, like, Miami's scary. They're getting yeah. healthy. They don't have Tyler yeah. Hero. So, like, we could have a rematch between the Lakers and the Heat. Yeah. I I, I will never trust Denver until they get there. Let me just put it that way. Like, I, I, I get it. Jokic is great. But nothing they do has has been like, ooh, man, I got to watch out for them. And you think the, <laughs> Suns, lack you think the Suns' lack of depth it will be their Achilles heel going up against L.A.? Uh, well, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think Phoenix gets out the series um, unless they outshoot. I think Denver wins, and I think it's Denver and LA. And then at that point, it becomes uh, can Jared Vanderbilt lock up Michael Porter Jr. or Jamal Murray, yeah. and can you know LeBron give you 
four games at 38 minutes going 12 for 25. If they can do that, they'll probably beat them. Like, Denver really is a one-man team. It really is. Yeah, I want to see Lakers Philly personally in the finals. Um, that's what I I would love to see that in the finals. Um, that's a matchup that I think will, I don't know. I'm curious to see how that one turns out. Hey, one other uh, one other player uh, in Philly, uh, not Philly, uh, Phoenix. Uh, we got KD in house. Has he like covered up some of the dependencies on? I assume he's covered up dependencies on CP3, and now he's hurt. Do how impactful is Chris Paul to this team, if at all? Like, how, how do you see his role? Okay, he, he, he's like. If, if Devin Booker continues to the play that he's doing, he's not. Uh, if Devin Booker cannot continue the facilitation aspect where he's giving you eight to nine assists, then you're going to need Chris Paul's five to six. But in terms of impactfulness, he he, he can't guard anybody on Cannot, like, you're not going to be able to hide him. Mm-hmm. The, the, the worst offensive player for Denver is KCP. But KCP runs off of tons of downstream. So, like, either you're going to be chasing a downstream spot up shooter, or you're going to have to guard Jamal Murray because you ain't guarding Aaron Gordon. Yeah, right. he'll put you in the post. You ain't guarding Michael Porter Jr. Although that's probably who they put him on because he's afraid of the post, and definitely not guarding Jokic. So, so like, there's a benefit to not having him up there. They've been a better defensive team because of it. Um, but it's really more of a wash. Their issue is that they have to choose between starting Josh Okoji, uh, Tory Craig, TJ Warren. That that's really their Achilles here. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Oh, cool. Um, now, yeah, I, I like I already said who I want to see in the finals. Uh, we can end up, you know, we can, you know, you guys can share who y'all want to see in the finals. Um, and, um, and then we can head on out for this week. So for me, it's Philly Lakers. That's what I want to see in the finals. Um, Chris, what do you want to see? Who do you want to see in the finals? Uh, I, I want to see, I want to see Philly and Denver. Um, I, I don't want to be in a position where I have to look across on a game seven and I've got to choose between James Harden and LeBron James. Like, that's essentially what it's going to come down to if it's the Lakers and Sixers matchup. Because I think Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid will, will, you know, cancel each other out. And it's left to LeBron James and and, and James Harden. And and I don't want that. Like, I would rather... Yeah, I would rather... I would rather much see Jokic. I'll be like, I'll give Jokic 50 points per game. Every game. We'll still beat you. Well, I'm 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 asking. Well, for me, you know, me, you know, me and Brandon have no stake in this. You know, our team. You know, we're just looking for for entertainment purposes only at this point. Brandon, who do you want to see in the finals? I say Lakers and Miami. Uh, I want to see. I want to see. Uh, uh, Miami. Yeah, I want to see buckets. Jimmy buckets. Yeah, Jimmy buckets. Yeah, I've been a fan. I've been a fan of the guy, man. Like, yeah, but I, I honestly, I don't. It feels like they're playing like 
above themselves is what it feels like to me. Like, Bam out of bio, like he'll have a good game, then he'll disappear. Bam mm-hmm. hasn't no, but Bam has impressed me more than some like than DeAndre Ayton, to be honest. I mean, no doubt, no doubt about Bam that. Bam has made an impact on on wins more than I mean DeAndre Ayton. Sometimes he looks lost out there. You know what I mean? I don't think he would be. I think he would just be muted by Embiid. Um, oh yeah. well, no, we we wouldn't want we wouldn't want to play Phoenix because we wouldn't want to play Kevin Durant. Like Kevin right. Durant kills us. Right. So he's just is it, it, yeah, we're good. We don't have anybody who can guard. Him. <laughs> I, like, uh, I, I what do you want me to say? Like I, I feel six of Sam's get mad at me when I say stuff like that. Like, okay, like who are you gonna put on? The Anthony Melton and get out of here. Yep. But if Harden has more consistent play at 30, 35 plus and Embiid is healthy, yeah, I don't I don't think they could beat him. But I would love to see Buckets in it, but I don't think they get past yeah. it. Yeah, we didn't spend a lot of time on Jimmy Buckets and, and Heat Nation, um, Heat Culture, rather. But um, Heat Culture is doing their thing. We see them coming out of, out of the game versus out of the battle. Anything we want to say, you know, as last words on Heat Knicks, we really didn't spend any time on that one. Just, you know, like um, anything y'all want to end on. Uh, Vince Heat. Carter said it best. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how Cedric been doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh Knicks fans are are are, are they're going through it. Um yeah. but like they are they are there are some Knicks fans who have now actively said let's just lose so we can all get on the same page. Fire everybody and let's you know fix it. And watch the like, watch the Knicks not fire anybody, right? Like yeah, exactly. Like he got you to the second round of the playoffs. Like watch Leon Rose saying, hey, he got us here, you know? And, um, but no, I like good job, Spo. Good job, Miami. Good job, Jimmy. See you next round. If yep. the Sixers beat the Celtics. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the Sixers would beat I mean, I just think I mean we hey, we could record next week and have a different we'll see. Um, but you know, we're, you know, Brandon, anything you want to leave, you know, walk out of here with before I, before we close out. Oh, big thing is appreciate, uh, Chris being and jumping on here. Uh, those of you who don't know, he's been the connective tissue, uh, for why we have this show now and us talking about the ins and outs of the games and why we love it. Um, I love covering things that are happening off the court, the blend of Malika covering uh, what's going on on the court. And Chris, you are melding the two. So appreciate it. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. Uh, it's been it's been awesome. I appreciate that, man. I, I love the positivity. Like anything, anything positive helps. Yes. It's hard work. Thanks, everyone. And join us next week. Next week is the lottery. We will have finally have the lottery. And then Brandon and I will be speaking with the draft review and um, Evan Townsend as we look at the NBA draft. And um, I, I didn't want to talk about the draft without knowing what the lottery was. So we're going to talk about the NBA draft next week. So tune in and thanks Chris for being here. Check out Who Spaces live on AMP Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, soon it'll be 10, actually next week would be 10.30 a.m. Eastern to 12.30 a.m. Eastern. Um, check them out live on AMP. You can find the app anywhere on, on in the Apple Store coming soon. 
to Android. Anything else you want to add there, Chris? No, find me on, on Twitter at Hoopspaces, uh, Instagram, Hoopspaces, LinkedIn, Hoopspaces, Blue Sky, Hoopspaces. Hoop Everywhere Hoopspaces. Hoop <laughs> Everywhere Hoopspaces. Thank That's you, everyone. Right. Have a good evening, and we're out. We're out. Peace. Peace.